was built many generations ago by the Mayan civilization. The only sign of its existence is the entrance, made of rock slabs which rise but a few feet from the ground. Oh. But why weren't those rocks at the entrance seen? They were buried beneath the sand until a short time ago. They were brought to light by the master. The hearty cry of Hayo Silver has echoed through the years from the wild and untamed west of yesterday. It has acted as a symbol of courage to the oppressed, a challenge to the lawless. Let us return to the west of old and thrill to another of the Lone Ranger's stories, featuring the most picturesque and colorful character ever to ride the plains and prairies. Welcome to The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger lives by a code of conduct. This conduct consists of two major parts, the Lone Ranger Creed and a set of guidelines. One of the Lone Ranger's creeds is that God put the firewood there, but that every man must gather and light it himself. The Lone Ranger is part of the Life Podcast Network. Our goal is to keep adding shows to our network that bring you good, family-friendly content. If you're interested in becoming involved with our podcast network, please go to lifepodcast.net and click on the Contact Us page. We're also working on a monthly live broadcast designed to connect Lone Ranger enthusiasts. Sign up at our Facebook page to keep up to date. And now, let's listen to another great tale of The Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. The stories of his strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness have come down to us through the generations. And nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. We're heading for the Mexican border. Oh, Silver. Hoy! West of Texas, beyond the small town called El Pas, there was a narrow strip of land which was neither in the United States nor Mexico. It was disputed territory, neither nation claiming it. South of the Strip lay Mexico. North, the vast and almost endless Arizona Territory. There was little indication of life in any form in the disputed territory. No men or beasts nor plants. Nothing but sand and rock. And yet, in some age of the distant past, there had been civilization. Civilization that had built the temple beneath the ground. The temple that became the headquarters of the man called El Mundo. Hot. Whew, whew. Never knew it got so hot on the desert. 
The fact is, Mr. Orm, I never had no call to ride out this way until you came and told me about the Temple of El Mundo. You will not regret this journey to the Temple of the Sun. Look here. How could a temple with all those different rooms you told me about stand on the desert for hundreds of years and never be seen? It does not stand on the desert. It don't. But, Mr. Orm, you said... It is beneath the desert. Huh? Beneath? was built many generations ago by the Mayan civilization. The only sign of its existence is the entrance, made of rock slabs which rise but a few feet from the ground. Oh. But why weren't those rocks at the entrance seen? They were buried beneath the sand until a short time ago. They were brought to light by the master. The master, huh? El Mundo. Cheapers. And all those secrets of living for hundreds of years was brought to light. El Mundo knows all. He alone can read the messages carved into the temple's walls. Look, ahead of you, Zebediah. Is... is that the place? It is. Several days later, an Indian rode into the town of El Pass, reined up in front of the general store, and spoke to a man who lounged there. Uh, this town called El Pass? Yep. Now, what do you want, Redskin? Where a feller named Zeb Smith, huh? Just a minute. Hey, Sheriff, this Indian's asking for Zeb Smith. Uh, who are you, Redskin? Where'd you come from? Me come from north and east. You did sure of that? You didn't come from the Arizona Territory? Well, me come from that way. Where did you ever hear of Zeb Smith? Well, me friend. Me come ask where find him. Sheriff, there he is now. That Zeb Smith? That's a gent. Hey, Zeb! Zeb Smith, come here! Him not hear you. That's how he's been acting for the past couple of days. Ever since he got back from being out of town. You call him. Ah, uh, Zeb Smith! Look at that. He turned his head this way and then just walked on like he'd never seen us before. How long have you known Zeb? Uh, you wait. Me talk to him. Zeb! Zeb Smith! Me take a look at you. Let go my arm. Get away from me. Leave me be. Now, me look. Make sure that scar on arm. Make him let me alone. Make him let me alone. Zeb, what in tarnish has got into you? You know this redskin? No. They don't know you. They don't know anyone. I'm a stranger here. Hey, you fall to the limit. You lived here for 20 years. 20 years. <laughs> What's 20 years against 200? Uh, What's 40 years against 400? You. And you. Now, Zeb. And you. <laughs> You'll die so soon. But I will live to be a hundred. Two hundred. Four hundred. Two hundred. Four hundred. See? That's how he's been acting. The poor critter's loco. Heck, he ain't loco. Something has happened to him the past week to make him act that way. Uh, uh, hold on, Redskin. Get out of the 
Tonto hurried to a cottonwood grove near town and reined up beside a small stream where Dan sat fishing. Hey, Tonto. Golly, I'm glad you're here. I've been teaching Victor a new trick. I'm not good, Dan. But where, Lone Ranger? Oh, he rode over to call on a fellow named Saunders. The Saunders Ranch, remember? Uh. He told me to hold down the camp here. Hey, but look what Victor can do. Here, Victor. Yeah, that's it. See, he comes when I call him. Just the way Silver comes when the Lone Ranger calls him. Hey, Tonto, what's wrong? Why Lone Ranger go to Saunders Ranch? Golly, I don't know. He didn't say. He just said he'd be back as soon as he could. Ah, uh, him come now. Me hear Silver. Yeah, hey, I hear him. And me glad him come. Well, didn't you find that fellow you're going to see in El Pass? Ah, uh, me find him. Why'd you say it that way? You wait, Dan. Hey, King Osabi, Silver, ho, boy, ho. Whoa, did you talk to Zeb Smith? Ah, uh, let him not talk. There's something plenty strange, plenty bad in El Pass. I was afraid of that. I learned a few facts from Saunders. Facts about what? Now listen to me carefully. We're up against something that's more powerful, more weird than anything the West has ever known. Oh, golly. Saunders could tell very little. But what he did tell points to an organized group that calls for investigation. At least a dozen known killers have ridden to El Pass in the past few weeks. They went through the town and into the disputed territory. And um, what then? But they didn't arrive in the next town of the West. They disappeared somewhere. Oh, Jiminy. That's mysterious. It's more than that, Dan. There have been several murders. Murders that pointed to those men. Those men who can't be found. Well, can't the law go after them and, and hunt them through that disputed territory? Well, what law? No country controls that territory. No lawman can go there. Oh. Otto, Saunders said that Zeb Smith, the man we planned to call on, went there. Uh, but him come back. He see him. Oh? Him like walking dead man. He never see anything like him. Better you go see him and go quick. Bad storm come before nightfall. I'll start at once. No, Dan, you stay here. Come on, Silver. The Lone Ranger headed directly for Zeb Smith's large ranch house without pausing in town. He noticed a strangely deserted atmosphere about the ranch. Silver, there's no sign of life around this place. Zeb had a big ranch. He had a lot of men here. Where are they all? the first thunder of the storm Tonto mentioned. Strange how he sometimes knows what will happen. Well, we'll stop here, old boy, and see if Zeb's home. Oh, fellow, whoa, whoa. Hey there, Silver. Why are you so nervous? Take it easy, Silver. Silver, take it easy. Must I holler you? Never been afraid of thunder. You're used to a flash of lightning. Stay here now, and I'll see if Zeb's home. Suspected. 
There's no mark of violence, no indication of what caused that. You know what caused it. Now, one minute. Who sent you here? We were told about the plot to murder Zeb. We were tipped off, we'd find him dead. Who tipped you off? None of your business. Watch him, boys, while I look things over. Make a move, stranger, and we'll let you have it. What's your name? None of your business. Take off that mask. We'll see who you are. You knew Zeb had been acting strangely, didn't you? Strange ain't the word for it. He was downright scary acting. How long had he been that way? We ain't answering your questions. You're to answer ours. There's no sign of violence about the place. Hang it all, I'd give a heap to know what happened to Zeb when he was out in the Arizona Territory with that stranger. Mighty odd change came over him. Yeah. The poor critter kept saying that he'd lived to be 200 years old. He said that? Yeah. After he came back from the Arizona Territory? Yeah. Sheriff. I'll see here. Tell me one thing. Who sent you here? Well, I... Speak up, man. Well, it's a note, that's all. I found a note under the door of my office. But see here, Doc, on you, you're under arrest. I want to know why you're here. What part did you have in the things that happened to Zeb, Zeb Smith? No part, Sheriff. But I'm going to deal myself a hand in the things that happen from now on. Right, fun you are. Hey, why you... Hey, get off me. Let me up. Get up. Just get away. Come on, Silver. <laughs> By the time the sheriff and his men had abandoned the chase of the Lone Ranger and spread the story of Zebediah's death and the masked man's escape, the town of El Pass was in a furor. For several days, a constant search was maintained, but no sign of the Lone Ranger was seen. Meanwhile, far out in the Arizona Territory, the man named Orm entered a mystically weird place. The central chamber of the vast underground temple was a focal point of passages they were like catacombs connecting countless chambers, large and small. Several men with the face and manners of killers lounged about the vast place on heavy benches carved from solid stone and wooden furniture more recently brought in. I come to address the master. I come to report. Where's Orm? Where is he? I'm here. Who calls? It is I, Myra. Follow me. You? But you cannot be the one... Why should I follow you? I will receive your report. <laughs> Go ahead, Orm. Maybe the boss is done with you now. Maybe you'll get a sample of his slow death. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Next time on The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger. You are Myra Hawkins. You inherited the Hawkins Ranch when Hawkins died. A distant relative of old Hawkins. You remember? Yes. Now I'm to be a niece of Zebediah Smith. And I'm the one who will inherit the Smith Ranch. Who knows who I will be next? Well, I, I didn't know. Who are you in reality? The Moral Code, Tales of the Lone Ranger, is part of the Life Podcast Network, a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Some of the audio for this podcast was provided by the archive.org online database.